We Are The Weather is lovingly assembled on the Anchor podcast platform. Episode 6 of We Are The Weather is entitled Bristol Revisited Reflections and Smiles. Well, hello again, and season's greetings to everybody as we approach Christmas 2021. I've got a few Christmas songs in uh, in this episode, and it's an unusual episode because before I started this uh, We Are The Weather podcast journey, in fact, just before, part of the reason and the inspiration for doing it was a particular journey that I'd made to Bristol. It's a very long story. And the first opening uh, segment of this uh, of this podcast today is quite sort of drawn out, but bear with it. I recorded it on my way back into Bristol just a few uh, weeks ago, as I recollected the entire journey and decided to uh, put it down for posterity. Something I've been meaning to do for a while, and indeed one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I'll leave you with that for now. Speak later. Rain, rain came down, down, down. We are the weather indeed. I'm on my way to Bristol, driving cross country from Westbury, where I live in uh, Wiltshire. It's a very rainy day today. 18th of October at time of recording. I'm heading off to the Bristol Dental Hospital a routine appointment and I thought I'd talk about that a little bit because for those of you that don't know your local learning hospitals with uh, dental departments have access to some of the best people and the best equipment and the best possible service for the patient available in the UK and you know what it's all free yeah did you know that well you do now so you can't just turn up for dental care you have to be referred or you can self-refer which is what I did having had a very very tight purse strings i.e nothing in a purse worth stringing up for a few years back not in a lot better situation now to be honest and having a few issues that um, required good restorative work they're a little bit cautious about who they allow in but it's not based on anything more than are you a good example for our students so that you can get some free dentistry and our students can learn and I guess I must be one of those people because they've let me stay on their books for a while now and I've had several crowns done I've had some um, lots of very complex um, fillings and rebuilds right down to what's known as the gingival line. Now, when you start talking to dental students, you learn things like that. So you've heard of gingivitis probably, but that's an inflammation of the gums. So the gingival line is where your tooth meets the gum. Anything below the gingival line, tooth comes out. Anything on or above the gingival line, there is hope to restore that tooth. Now, that's the situation I went to when I went there. I had been told I needed to have an extraction. I couldn't actually afford it. And um, it by a normal, local, I'd say NHS dentistry, they still charge you. I got a 10 minute consultancy, 
and I'm told I need to book an appointment, it's gonna cost me X amount of money and they're gonna pull the tooth out and it probably won't show, so you probably don't need anything in there, don't worry about it. Uh, top, oh, low, lower one that was actually. Uh, it would have showed if I smiled, which I do like to smile, I'm a smiley sort of a person. But I figured, okay, whatever. And um, I booked the appointment to go back and uh, have the extraction done. Now in that time, I'd already self-referred to uh, Bristol Dental Hospital and uh, I was waiting to hear back from them. And wouldn't you know it, or would you know it, when I got home there was a letter waiting for me saying, you've been accepted and your date for your first exploratory appointment would be actually the day after I was supposed to go and have this tooth extracted. So I had a quandary on my hands. Did I pay the 30, 40, 50 quid or whatever it was for a standard 20 minute appointment by this dentist that allegedly knew what he was talking about or did I go to the dental hospital? Well, time got closer and closer and um, my money situation got worse and worse. My car started playing up didn't know whether I'd get there if I did go to Bristol and the other one was locally to me so I thought well I was all resigned to go and do that and then at the last minute I changed my mind I thought do you know what I've got a breakdown insurance on my car I've got enough money just to put the petrol in to get to Bristol it's a nice day out change of scenery What's the worst that could happen, right? Give them a chance. So I cancelled the, uh, the dental appointment in uh, my local town. I think I put 10 quid in the uh, petrol in the car and set off for um, Bristol. Now I got as far as that, I used to travel a different route in there. I travelled a different way to the way I'm travelling today. Today travels it up over the top of Bath. It's rather beautiful. Uh, the other route I used to take takes me across Bradford Navon and across on the other side, which is equally beautiful. But um, then at the last minute it takes you up to a little desolate roundabout and then down into a place called uh, Kingswood in Bristol. And just outside of Kingswood in Bristol, I suddenly felt a kind of a scary shudder which had been getting worse and worse on the clutch and uh, I thought oh dear what's going to happen here and uh, pulling into the one way or all around the one way system the car suddenly stalled and then wouldn't restart I'm just driving into Midford now now you have to drive at 25 miles an hour in Midford you do not push it I've had two speeding tickets here in the past for being two miles an hour over the uh, limits and ended up doing a naughty boy course which was very interesting the first time round the second time round I recognised it for what it was which is another way of privateers making money anyway that's another story for another podcast so the car had stalled just coming up to uh, Kingswood stalled wouldn't restart I thought here we go that's it oh dear what's to happen I tried and tried and tried wouldn't restart just about to run out of battery and all of a sudden for some strange reason and bear in mind that I'm actually um, I'm somebody that looks after my car I knew I knew the car was suffering and I couldn't really afford to spend the time to to look at it and afford any parts at the time so I probably let it go a bit further than I normally would but a couple of major things were going at the same time and, and I thought it was going to be the end of my old lovely free um, again scenic which a friend of mine gave me some years ago that's another story as well, and another equally good one. So I tried one last time to start the car, and all of a sudden it sparked into life. And I thought, amazing, and drove around the one-way system, and it died again, completely. Going downhill, slightly towards, uh, in front of me I saw there was the uh, the main car park in, uh, in Kingswood, at the side to the left of the uh, one-way system. 
I just rolled the car, rolled, 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 kept, kept it rolling, rolling into the car park, rolling around the corner, rolled all the way down into one corner of that car park in between two cars. Lots of leaves, nice sort of shady end of the car park. I thought I won't get looked at here if I'm here longer than the, uh, the maximum time, which is a bit concerning in a car park, isn't it? But there you go, I didn't have any choice, the car broken down. So the car literally rolled with its last little bit of inertia into the car parking space. I locked the car, I walked to check the parking. I think I had, um, I think it was two or three hours max there. And I, and I knew I was gonna need longer than that. So um, I was, you know, lap of the gods. I put a sign in the window saying, broken down, going to a dental appointment in Bristol, returning to car ASAP. And I put my mobile telephone number on there and I thought, that's all I can do. Nothing else I can do at this stage. Then having thought I'd allow tons of time for my journey, I had exactly, I think about 35 minutes to get into the centre of Bristol from there for my appointment. And I thought, oh, it'll be easy, I'll get a bus. And I used to get buses a lot when I was a young man, but uh, less and less in my older days. That has been rectified and indeed, I will be getting a bus later, the park and ride. It's a brilliant little service in, in uh, from Brislington in, uh, in Bristol down into the centre. But, uh, on this occasion I didn't have much bus experience so right outside the um, car park was about five different bus stops I had to check and ask locals you know which one takes me to there to the um, to the dental hospital does anyone know how I can do that really didn't know I didn't have I did not have a clue I was like a um, the definitive bloody tourist didn't I didn't have a clue uh, but I was being very friendly to people and basically saying uh, uh, oh, I see. I, right, 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 you know, I mean, I don't actually have any cash on me. Um, uh, I wonder how that will work. Um, oh, and then they said, well, they take credit cards, you know, and I thought, well, I've got a credit card, but that's completely maxed out. I don't even think I've got a tenner left on that. Not, not even that. So I was um, waiting for a bus that if it did arrive and if it did take me to the right place, might not even let me on because I couldn't afford to pay for it. So that was another interesting situation. And it happened, um, I'm trying to think when now, 2019, so two years ago now. So the correct bus turned up and uh, I swiped my card and uh, it worked. And I'd already explained this to, the, um, to this particular bus driver who was, he said, look, give it a go. If it doesn't work, not a problem. But I gave it a go. And how kind of that was then. That was just me sort of asking nicely, him, you know, within the bounds of his job description, helping somebody in, you know, well, I mean, peril really. I mean, I was a bit stuck. I mean, at that time I was, what, 30 odd miles, well, 20, 25 odd miles away from home. My car was, um, as far as I knew, broken down in a car park, whilst I had to go and try and get to this dental appointment, so. It was it was lovely. Uh, anyway, the guy was so he was so kind, and um, and it did swipe, and I got a ticket, and that was pretty amazing. The bus dutifully, I'd forgotten just how far it was actually from uh, from Kingswood into the centre of Bristol. It was a lot further than I'd remembered. I've done that journey quite a lot in the past, but the road sort of goes on and on and on, and it's high street after high street after high street, all sort of running down the hill towards the. Uh, the centre of Bristol and under the motorway to uh, the town centre. Um, the bus pulled up at the uh, uh, the stop closest to uh, Bristol Dental Hospital. The driver beckoned to me, this is your stop mate, like they used to in the old days, which they don't really talk to you very much anymore, do they? But he did and it was lovely and it was good because I really didn't have a clue where I was. You see, I'd never been there before up until that time to the dental hospital. But I got out of, off the bus, crossed the road, walked up the hill, 
into the dental hospital, asked at reception. Yes, third floor, sir, or second floor, I think it was. And um, um, staircase or lift this there, and uh, go up to reception. Up to reception I went, and do you know, I arrived 30 seconds before my due appointment time. Pretty amazing, all things considered. Now from that point, I only had to wait a few minute, and minutes and I was uh, greeted with a lovely smile by a student dentist by the name of Naz, Naz Nazarim I think her name was, and she called herself Naz and uh, said I'm your student, welcome, follow me and uh, we'll run through all the checks. Now bear in mind this was all um, pre-Covid so uh, there was lots of sort of, you know, sort of handshaking and smiling and in general people were a lot um, physically closer than they perhaps would be now. Um, and I walked into this department and I was absolutely blown away, blown away by this department. It was like walking into the bridge set of the Starship Enterprise, um, but with little, sort of like the, the medical bay or something, with little tiny, um, well, a little tiny, quite amply um, sized, actually, um, dental bays along the way. And I... I'm going to take a stab at guess that across the floor there in the building there must be upwards of 20 um, dental bays. So the students, which who always have an assistant, say you have a student, the student in charge is normally third year minimum, third year student, I think it's a four year course, and then the, uh, the assistants will very often be um, second year, I think, not much before that. Each one of these little bays has all the equipment you could ever need and um, whenever they, they need to bring anything up, supplies, they go off, they queue, they've got the they've got the, um, the sort of dispensary that gives out all the stuff that is required, uh, latest technology available to them, um, the incredible uh, computing equipment in each booth which um, um, you know you show and they talk you through. Um, the dental scans and everything which they did uh, for me that day uh, but just just unbelievable service and get this you've got a consultant on tap so you've got a consultant you've got a senior dental consultant um, at least one on charge in that department at all times so every time a student is um, wanting something checked or looked at. There's no, no question of overconfidence by these students and going for it and like ripping the wrong tooth out or doing something wrong or causing you any pain. Never. They follow the most incredible process and at every single stage of the way, uh, if there's any doubts in their mind that they're following the procedure as they've been taught, they call for a second opinion and indeed they very often call for a second opinion anyway and that's how they learn and they talk to the um, patients and um, that's why having the right kind of patients is really important to them because it's great to get feedback as to you know how they are coming across and it's a really symbiotic and truly wonderful experience and any issues you've got a consultant there so what happened well they did all the tests um, they did all the um, they sat me down, they talked me through my medical history, um, like you'd have to do when you are signing on for any uh, new dentist, I suppose. And then they take you off and do the x-rays. Uh, and then they do an assessment. And they do an assessment with the uh, consultant nearby who checks that assessment. And in my case, there was a little bit of decay here and there. You don't want to hear too much about my teeth, do you? But there was a little bit of decay here and there. I've, I've never been terribly brilliant at looking after my teeth, but I'm not terrible either. I've got to 57, and still, with the help of these wonderful people, I have all of my own teeth, and just a couple that maybe didn't grow in me naturally. But apart from that, not doing too badly. Just driving over the brow of the hill, Newton St. Lowe, and then coming down to a uh, lovely view up here from uh, down across towards 
Bristol and meeting the uh, Twerton Road coming out of Bath. So the consultant came over and he had a look and she'd had a look too and she got to talk to me about this tooth that, that had, uh, was decayed right down to the gingival line and blah 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 and could it um, you know and it'll probably have to come out and whatever else and, and I told her my experience with this other dentist and she said no she said no I, I my opinion is that um, this tooth can absolutely be rebuilt absolutely um, I don't see the issue at all nothing wrong with the nothing wrong with the roots nothing wrong with uh, anything else um, but you know it's close to that gingival area so I'm gonna get my consultant to have a look consultant came along completely concurred with her agreed said look it is close it's possible you might have to do a little bit of root canal work here you might are you up for that mr. Gamay and I said <laughs> well you know you guys are in charge and um, they agreed to do it. And they completely rebuilt the tooth. I'm um, just trying to think, did they do it there and then? God, no, I don't think they did it on that. That was just an assessment day. And that assessment day, I was in the chair and, and, and having questionnaires and um, having my teeth uh, x-rayed and all that. And I was there for, have a guess, no, 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 not even close. Three and a half hours I was there. And it wasn't three and a half hours waiting to be seen or anything like that. It was three and a half hours having expert young students and top consultants caring about my dental health and um, uh, restorative, uh, restorative dentistry, giving me the absolute expertise and their time and uh, I said thank you very much and I left and I didn't have to pay a penny and um, I did have a uh, an amazing experience they did rebuild that tooth as new it was done in uh, three different sections using three different kinds of stuff um, absolutely awesome they've done other builds and uh, corrected a in fact they replaced a crown that was fitted by an NHS de dentist about 12 years ago but it was never done properly because it had a little gap Look, I'm not going to diss private dentists but you know what I realized from this categorically was that something I've always known number one Essential dentistry should be free at point of service, just like the NHS um, health care is. It absolutely should be. Because if you have poor dental care and or poor dental health, uh, it can affect you to the point of causing major illness and indeed death. You can, you know, the, the biggest cause of death in the medieval times was death by teeth, really. Your teeth rotted, your jaw rotted, you died. Um, that, that's a real thing that happens. So, um... Regardless of the better teeth brushing and diets and everything else to go along with modern life, dental care should absolutely be free at source. Orthodonty, not so much. I mean, you know, give me a tooth. I don't, you know, I don't expect my tooth to look super pretty, super straight, and absolutely pearly white. I think that's nonsense. Many, many will disagree with me. My personal opinion, that's nonsense. I just want my teeth to be healthy and there. Thank you very much. And there. So that experience was unbelievable. I floated out of there on a, on a little cloud of happiness. And I thought, oh, bugger, the car, I remember. Suddenly I remembered that uh, I have a slight issue because I've got to try and figure out which bus to catch back to Kingswood. And, uh, and then I've got to try and find the um, car again in a car park I've never been to before I uh, walked down to the bus station which is quite close there and I did some research and uh, a few people told me where to go and in a nice way by the way not not like told me where to go but literally told me where to go and uh, found myself standing at the wrong bus stop 
and then somebody else said, oh no, love, you want that one, oh no, love, you want that one over there, you do. So over there I went, Brittle, Brittle Bristol, and uh, eventually I, I got on the right bus. And I was all chatty like I normally is, see, and I was talking to people and they go, oh yes, so where you been then today? And I said, well, I've been to the dental hospital. Oh, it's great dental hospital, isn't it? Yeah, I go there, yes, oh yes. And uh, and I said, ah, oh, well, I've got to go and pick up my car now because it's broken down and it's up in Kingswood. Oh, Kingswood, we're going up there. Well, we'll tell you where to get off. Don't you worry. And it was one of those kind of journeys. It seemed to take forever. Um, it was late afternoon by then. Lovely, lovely people, um, all having a chat. I was being my normal chatty self. Bristol five miles. Um, and these people were lovely. And the high street after high street passed by and eventually, oh, you want to be getting off here then and then just walk up there and then go off to the right and you'll find your car park around the corner there, see? So, I did. And I got off and uh, started walking around the corner. And there was a lady walking on the street next to me and I was probably still being my normal happy self and talking to strangers in a random and rather scary and bizarre way which can freak some people out sometimes but I always mean it nicely and uh, she had picked up on the fact that um, I was going to see my car she must have overheard some of the conversation on the bus or something and she said all oh, the car park's just down there by the way and I said oh thank you very much and she said look if you have any problems at all um, I work in this solicitor's office just here and um, you know if you need a push or something just just come and ask and I'm sure I'll get some of the guys to come out and give you a hand from a solicitor's office no less can you imagine suited and booted uh, so I honestly genu how genuinely lovely was that she didn't know me from Adam or Eve or anybody else for that matter so I said thank you so much like you do and then um, walk the remaining hundred yards around the corner to the car park in Kingswood. Straight out to my car, delighted to see that there was no parking ticket. I had been away from it for a good, a good three hours, uh, I think. Oh no, longer than that, wasn't it? It must have been about three and a half or four. What was it for? You, look, I'm, I'm trying to remember the details of this, and it is tricky because it was two years ago. But it is quite conceivable that it was like a four hour limit, and I'd been gone for like four and a half, maybe four and three quarter hours, something like that. It's absolutely conceivable. That would be about right. So I didn't get a ticket. I thought, that's, that's small mercies. Great. So, what happens now? I went and I sat in my car. I took a deep breath and I smiled because it had been a very, very uh, eventful day. I'd kind of preempted that whatever happens, happens. I've got breakdown insurance. Fuck it, as they say. I'm going to take a risk. I'm just about to enter the park and ride lane, which you're not allowed in unless you are a bus or park and riding, and I am park and riding, so in a minute I'm just going to slip in there, oh, no, lots of jealous people as I slip past them in the traffic. So, I was feeling, uh, having a good old chuckle to myself, and, uh, right, okay, let's have a go then. So I turned ignition, and the bloody thing started! I'm driving it now, by the way, same car. <gasps> oh, I shouldn't have said that, should I? No, I've given the game away. Right, well, forget I said that. So, the bloody thing started. Really didn't expect it to, but it did. Put it into gear. Clutch is a bit grumbly, but it went into gear. Pulled out in reverse. Oh, my Lord. I'm going home. Rolled up to the um, entrance of the car park, about literally 50 yards from where I was parked. Turned left onto the one-way system to go all the way around it and back home. Just as I turned left, my foot disappeared almost through the floor. And the clutch had completely, the thrust bearing completely pulled itself out and stopped dead. Wouldn't go in anywhere. Right in the middle of the one-way system, right next door to the bus stops. Oh dear. So, um... I was a bit stuck. I thought this is this was always going to happen today, wasn't it? This was always going to happen. 
again, do you know what? I just put my hazard lights on. I was I was very visible, so no one was going to accidentally hit me on this one-way system. But um, I was definitely going to be causing a blockage if I didn't do something about it fairly fairly swiftly. I reached up to my breakdown details and got on the phone. God, people are so badly parked in this park and ride. You know, it might be free, but there's no reason to take up three spaces. Goodness me, Brislington's quite large. This, um, McDonald's next door for any that do. I don't very often these days, but I have been known to have the odd emergency cheeseburger. Yeah, broken down, not going anywhere. So, I phoned for assistance. You, all the usual questions, and uh, we'll get to we'll get to what happened there later. Here I am in uh, Brislington on the park and ride bus stop, waiting to get my uh, bus down into Bristol city centre. I'll be using my credit card again today because it's exactly the reason I have a credit card is for those kind of things like annoying things like going back to London and using the tube or a bus. If you have cash they just look at you strangely these days. Anyway look enough of that. Uh, there I was awaiting the uh, the arrival of a breakdown man and a breakdown man came. It was a man didn't have to be a man did it no but it was as it turned out and he came actually strangely from uh, my local garage here comes the brislington park and ride bus yay so oh my goodness here i am back on the park and ride bus you can probably hear a very noisy engine behind me we're just waiting to uh, leave the terminus and uh, i'd forgotten that if it's after half past nine in the morning or is it ten i'm not sure it's only £3.50 return into central Bristol from here. So, the breakdown uh, guy had been checking out um, the car and he took one look under the bonnet and he looked, he said, oh, he said, yeah, he said, your thrust bearings pulled right through. And I said, yes, I know, mate. I said, that's why I called you. He said, yeah, well, I can't fix you here. I said, yes, I know, mate. That's why I called you. And he said... Uh, I'm gonna have to call the breakdown, and I said, "Yep, yeah, that's 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 the way that goes." <laughs> so he called out his breakdown van, and uh, I was sitting there for another hour and a half. So that was probably two and a half hours in total sitting on the uh, one-way system in Kingswood. I think I'll record the rest of this later. It's a little bit noisy in this bus. Uh, why don't we have a bit of music? Uh, listen, uh, Dan, Dan of the future. What little bit of music should we have? Hmm. Well, Dan of the Future's got some great music lined up for today. In fact, there's a piece coming up in just a minute. But uh, I've just noticed, listening back to that, that uh, I, I used a bit of a bit of a South London accent there, didn't I? Oh, dear. Well, actually, I can't remember whether the guy was more sort of West Country. I think he probably was. I do make up for that in a minute. Meanwhile, back on the bus. Oh, the joys of travelling on a bus past Papa John's. At Brislington to my right. Miss Millie's awesome chicken since whenever. The King's Arms. Looks like it's seen better days. Up the hill on the other side. Past proper job. I like Bristol. I really like Bristol. I think I like Bristol because whenever I'm here I'm not normally working and uh, take a little bit of time out do things I normally wouldn't do like travel on a bus walk around the town it's up it's uh, it's a very cosmopolitan and uh, I mean I'd say a friendly place there must be areas that are more friendly than others or indeed less friendly than others reminds me a lot of South London and round 
Clapham and Ballam and Brixton and all those areas I used to frequent as a as a kid as a little person hard to believe I was ever a little person but I am the baby of the family you know so whenever I come to Bristol it's uh, it's nice nice and relaxing because I don't have to really do anything other than just turn up at my appointments and go for a little walk I don't end up staying or dwelling much longer than I should I've done the odd visit to the odd um, place of interest like there's a wonderful um, it's a Methodist chapel I think uh, right in right next to the shopping centre just sort of tucked in behind the Marks and Spencers uh, the big Marks and Spencers there which I think is the one that's closing fairly shortly sadly this is one of the oldest chapels in the uh, in the country of its type uh, and the story behind it was fascinating and you find these little gems and you just go in there and let yourself in and sit down and have a look around go and sit upstairs hum to yourself quietly for a while and then go and grab a something tasty from somewhere or have a look in the great music shop which has got the very unfortunate name PMT online not quite sure what that stands for actually I guess the M must be for music but uh, if you're suffering period pain and you look up PMT online and you want some advice it's not the place to go just past the wonderful Thunderbolt public house on my left great old spit and sawdust music venue uh, just on the outskirts of Bristol really cool place I like it right I'm gonna rack off for now because I'm gonna get off for a minute and walk into the hospital so I'll speak to you again later what should we have now Dan of the future Ooh, how about a little break to talk about Patreon yeah good shout well, indeed, there'll be information about We Are The Weather's Patreon. If you wish to support my work here, that'll be great. That's going to be at the end of the podcast. Um, and in the description of the podcast, I'm also going to put some information about some of the charities and uh, obviously the music that we're playing. And on that subject, um, let's play a song now. And this is a song... Uh, written by a gentleman by the name of Lyndon Morgans, who is now um, fronting, um, referred to as a duo, but a band by the name of Song Dog. Uh, I've known Lyndon for, well, it seems like forever. It's only about 40 years, goodness. Uh, and I'm hoping to have him on the podcast very soon to talk about the new album being currently made by uh, Song Dog. And the reason why we met many years ago... Uh, having just um, uh, celebrated the sad um, 40th anniversary of the death of John Lennon, I was with uh, Lyndon and his band at the time, Sad Among Strangers, on that day when we heard that news back in 1981. And, uh, and I'd known him for a few years before that too. So we're going to have a lot to talk about, and I'm really looking forward to that one. But for now... This is a favourite song of mine from Sad Among Strangers Days back in 1982. This is I Know Nothing of the Jungle. I know nothing of the jungle 
Oh, well, it's been a long day now. Uh, today I was introduced to Keris, student dentist, third year. So they're there for another two years, which means basically I have that student for the period of time that they're studying until their fifth year. And uh, Nadia, who's assisting today, and they were just sort of starting again, really. They were filling in all the forms and checking things out and getting me ready for a, a, another lot of x-rays next time I come in and so the treatment cycle starts all over again still free went for a lovely walk through Bristol on the way in caught up with some friends uh, at the Bristol's homeless project uh, caught up with a lovely lady by the name of Julie Dempster who's a very hard-working lady who dedicates her time to outreach for homeless people uh, with an organization called Bosch Bristol's outreach for um, homeless people and um, I could just tell when I talked to her today that she's she's had a really hard time recently I know they've lost a couple of of their regulars on the uh, homeless circuit um, and you know when they come and see them every day handing out food and hot tea and stuff like that sleeping bags and things that people need they get used to seeing people on the streets and uh, it's like losing family it's uh, I think it's hit her really hard but she's um, currently hot desking as they call it from uh, the office at um, Bristol's homeless charity didn't see Jasper Thompson today he wasn't there and then I walked across into Bristol and through some interesting markets and saw a lot of life. Very nearly got hit by um, an electric scooter on uh, quite a few occasions. Because there's a lot of those in Bristol streets now, little higher scooters. A lot of people using them on the pavements, but scarily even more people using them on the roads. I don't think I would there. I'm, I'm brave, but uh, I'm not stupid. There's a lot of potholes around and they've got tiny little wheels. But um, yeah, so that was that. And back to my car. And I'm just driving out of Brislington now. 
So it's still raining very unpleasantly. And as I recall, when I left you, I was sitting in this very car, which I also let slip earlier, didn't I? Waiting for um, a tow truck. And I did, I waited about two hours. And a lovely man from uh, my local rescue service, Hinton Rescue, which is just happened to be called by the insurance company I was insured with, took me all the way back in. A very, very roundabout sort of a way we ended up going. So I think um, it was a good hour and a half's journey back from Bristol. Normally takes about 45 minutes to an hour from where I am. And they dropped my car off down at a repair shop um, quite near where I live. Then I had it looked into shortly after that. I think it was, uh, I think it must have been end of, must have been this time of year, end of October, um, November. Because the car ended up sitting in this repair shop for about two months until the, uh, right on the new year, when having been told that it was way beyond saving for a car of its age, a very, a very lovely friend of mine introduced me to the best mechanic in the world who just at that time happened to have lost a job and was looking for a little bit of work. He managed to replace a clutch on my car for very little money in an afternoon from his mother's garage. I mean, you know, you need friends and you need a bit of luck when you've got no money yourself. And uh, I had way more of my fair share of luck then and I really, I'm so grateful. Um, to these people, and he's um, Mark is the uh, the mechanic, and what a guy! I mean, you know, you you would not if you wanted someone to like, literally take your car apart and rebuild it in front of you and say, there you go, it works even better now. He's your man, brilliant, absolutely brilliant guy. I wouldn't be without him now. Um, and though I do a lot of my own, well, most of my own uh, mechanical work things need doing and MOTs need doing and the odd bits of welding and things that he's your guy. And I met him because of because of this story, because of this car, because of the dentist, because of the journey, because of making that decision, just putting my my faith that day in the uh, in the fact that um, I'd probably get there and I'd probably get home again and I did. So this was in the end of 2019, New Year 2020. So two years ago two very eventful years in the world. The Covid years, almost exactly a hundred years after the uh, Spanish flu epidemic of 1917-1920 uh, I think it was. I think it was actually officially over about, about 1921. So you know, it was amazing. I got my car back, which my car I thought was going to be a complete write-off. I ended up getting it back for almost no money having had my teeth repaired for almost no money, having my car rescued and brought home for no money because I was insured, and that, was, that was a useful one too. It goes to show you how you can trust the things people help you and they really come up trumps for you. And I'm very thankful. And now, as far as the Bristol Dental Hospital, which I was absolutely raving about for, I tell you what, the best possible reasons, my circle with them starts again. I am in their hands. I am putty in their hands. Dental putty in their hands. They in turn get a, uh, a relatively pleasant patient to play with in uh, dental ways. <laughs> As opposed to any other way you might think of. Who ask questions and feeds back information and that's the kind of thing they need as students. I mean, you know, honestly what could be better? Dental work in this country, most most people have oh yes, I've got a really good dentist, or this is a good dental, that's a good dentist. Well, what's good about them? What makes them good? Have you ever had a second opinion? Well, I tell you what, get a second opinion. And if you are in an area where there's a dental hospital nearby to you, and that'll be in most cities in the, the, uh, in the UK, most major cities, check them out. Self-refer. The only thing you have to be for them is available when they need you. That's all. That's all probably be going a little bit more often than you would uh, to your normal dentist but not a lot not a lot more often and the service just second to none absolutely amazing 
and you're helping the students as well. What could be better? Anyway, I think it must be time for another song. What should we have? Down of the Future! What song shall we have? Well, Down of the Future is going to give you that amazing Christmas song now that I promised. And this is by a friend of the show, Jamie R. Hawkins, who is a member of the Lost Trades Band, as well as being a very individually talented musician. Here is a cautionary Christmas tale. Um, well, and a very human story too. Uh, Jamie R. Hawkins, bloody good Christmas. It's all tattered and bent Where I fished it back out of the bin And beneath our old tree There's no present for me Just a bottle of dry London gin And I wonder if you ever think Of the two of us Now that you're living with him And I hope I've seen before just serve to widen the hole and So I finished my beer And in an effort to cheer myself Went for a leisurely stroll But my modeling shoes took me back to the boozer And I should me in from the cold And I hope them so and I'm glad that you will and I hope your new fella forgives me for breaking his nose cause I'm almost resigned to the whole grand design of it reaping the harvest I've sown the door opens one in Midford and you know what happens in Midford everything that happens in Midford stays in Midford let me turn the fan off it's a bit better we've still got a bit of a uh, bit of a dampness situation outside and there's traffic lights in Midford which is really useful because it means you don't get to go faster than 20 miles an hour which in Midford of course you know you must never do it's a miserly old day today. 
actually felt very reflective um, today and I don't mean that I showed up in the headlights of passing motorists talking to um, Julie at the uh, Help Bristol's Homeless Charity and walking the streets today and seeing a bit of street life and some student life and people clearly passing through Bristol for the first time on their way somewhere with bags and not smiles but um, you know on the start of a journey or halfway through a journey I just felt very reflective with the whole situation and um, I think the true power of that particular uh, metropolis hit home a bit to me today. I was brought up in London so I'm quite used to that sort of thing but uh, Bristol I normally associate with more sort of fun and bohemian goings on. Today was a bit of a shot of reality I think. Sometimes that just needs to happen. I've been very busy uh, on some local campaigning work uh, last couple of weeks and there's a lot of things going on on the periphery of my community related activities which is keeping me probably far too busy. Today has been some interesting downtime. Coming up the hill out of Midford now, some beautiful scenery, very wet though and uh, getting just a little bit dark now as well. A bit early, I think it was a bit stormy today so I think it's uh, that's where the darkness is coming from. It's not exactly sundown yet, but it won't be long. Six o'clock now, I think. Happy birthday to my mother tomorrow. She's 82, bless her. She's done very well. She's still a lady with much feist, much feist going on. Long may she have that. Just had a third COVID jab. She's getting, uh, getting special treatment now, being over 80. show today with another lovely piece of Christmas music Uh, but just before I do please do check the uh, description of the podcast there's lots of details in there about all the music played tonight uh, some of the places I've talked about Um, please do check out the web addresses of the charities that I've referred to uh, and if you're able please do contribute something towards them homelessness is a huge problem and uh, both uh, help Bristol's homeless and the uh, Bristol Outreach for the Homeless Charities are very, very worthy causes. So just to sum up what I've been talking about today, I think uh, it's very important to see how you're helped when you throw yourself at the world, as I did that day, uh, and I definitely felt helped. 
how dentistry should be centred on best patient solutions. And, you know, it should be free for essential work. Absolutely so. How you can get um, self-referred at Bristol Dental Hospital, if that's what you so choose to do. Uh, You'll find details of the form there also in the uh, podcast descriptions. How great cooking starts with a big pot. And uh, how to have a bloody good Christmas, courtesy of Jamie R. Hawkins. And um, for anybody Beatles fans like me who haven't seen Get Back yet, we're going to end the show today with a McCartney-related ditty sung to us by the aforementioned Lost Trades, of which Jamie R. Hawkins is very much a member. So let's join now with the Lost Trades, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Merry Christmas, everybody, and see you soon. Take care. Bye. Cooper, 
Tamsin Quinn and Jamie R. Hawkins, otherwise known as The Lost Trades. They're in a recording that had a lot to do with the very lovely Marie Lennon from BBC Radio Wiltshire. And much love to her and her growing family, shall we say, this Christmas time. Uh, look forward to having you back on the radio soon, Marie. And now for that much-awaited little bit about Patreon. Bye, guys. Thank you for your company today. We Are The Weather comes to wherever you are via the Anchor podcast platform. Support donations are always welcome via patreon.com forward slash we are the weather. It's okay to not be okay. Okay.